We're going to open our Bibles this morning to Mark, St. Mark, chapter 16. I, uh, I started several weeks ago talking about the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, we all know about the Holy Spirit because we, we, I mean, He's talked about throughout the Bible. It's called the Spirit of God, the, uh, the, the, just the Spirit, and, or the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And, and uh, so uh, we're gonna, we've been talking about kind of His role in our lives. And uh, we talked about last Sunday, and, and what I'm talking about probably is a controversial uh, uh, subject, but it's very important. And the devil wants to keep it controversial because he really don't want you knowing about it. He don't want you doing it because he will keep do everything he can to keep you from ta- being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And uh, there's two, uh, two different functions of the Holy Spirit. When you get born again, the Holy Spirit moves into your life. In fact, Jesus says he's not just going to be with you. He's going to be in you. He's going to be a part of your life. And then Jesus, after these guys were born again, after they believed in him, he told them to go into Jerusalem and, and don't leave Jerusalem until they be endued with power from on high. Remember, John said, there's one coming after me that uh, uh, is going to baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. And so there's a baptism in the Holy Spirit that many people don't realize it's important to their lives. But that's what I talked about last Sunday. That's what I'm going to talk about this Sunday. And uh, so uh, anyway, we're going to talk about the uh, uh, speaking in other tongues in, with the Bible. So don't cut yourself off right now. And uh, you need to understand we're going to talk about why the benefits of it and such as that. But anyway, we're going to go to Mark 16, verse 15. Jesus uh uh, talking to them, uh, giving them a mandate and giving them the com- great commission, we call it. And uh, verse 15, Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they'll cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly... It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Several things Jesus said that we would do in his name if we were a believer and if we believed in that name. And one of them we've been talking about, they will what? Speak with new tongues. Now, I've had people tell me through the years different things. They said, I've had heard them tell me before, well, that means, he said, that means you won't cuss no more. I said, well, that can't not be true because after I got saved, I cussed. Now I worked that out. I said I worked that out. I don't. I don't talk bad. I don't listen. I don't want to listen to filthy jokes. I don't want all that mess. And I don't. I don't curse. Don't do it. And such as that. But the thing about it is, that's not what he was talking about. He was talking about what happened in Acts chapter two. And uh, we're going to talk about that today because listen, if you don't get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you're missing out on one of the greatest promises God promised the church. You're missing out on one of, it's a, it's, it's a power connector. It connects you with the power of God. I'm telling you that right now. And so we're going to start, uh, 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 but let me, let me just talk about this just a second. He said, these signs will follow. Well, a sign many times is advertisement. Do you know that? He said, these signs will follow. They shall speak with new tongues. So, tongues is a sign. In fact, the Bible says it's not for the believer. It's a sign to the unbeliever. Uh, tongues is a sign to the unbeliever. And uh, a sign uh, in the Noah Webster says something by which another thing is shown or represented. Did you know the Holy Spirit, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit and you begin to speak with other tongues, next thing you know, it represents the fact that you have been baptized in the Holy Ghost. And so uh, it's very important. I, I know when I, I started seeking the Holy Spirit after I got saved and 
And uh, I'm telling you, it seems like forever before I actually got baptized in the Holy Ghost. But uh, I'm, I'm sure it was on my behalf because there's no tarrying for the Holy Ghost no more. People say, you got to tarry for it. Well, not really. Uh, they tarried for it then. But after that, I'm telling them when they laid hands on people, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And so the question is, is why should we be baptized in the Holy Ghost? Why should we speak with other tongues? Well, let's go to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1 in uh, verse 4. And this is all in your Bible too. And it's all in other people's Bibles too. It's, it's in the Bible. How we overlook some of the things that's unreal. Some people uh, put a bridge over the book of Acts. Except a few scriptures they want to get a hold of or lay, uh, lay claims to. And we're not going to build a bridge over the book of Acts. We're going to swim through the river of the book of Acts. Amen. And, uh, and being assembled together, verse 4, with them, he commanded them. Listen to what he said. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them. Talking about Jesus. He commanded them. Everybody shout, he commanded them. Uh, he didn't give them an option. He didn't say, uh, this is a, uh, this is if you want to or not. He command, this is a commandment. You know, Jesus also said a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another. He didn't, he made, didn't make a suggestion. He didn't say, may I make a suggestion to you? And this is, uh, this is whether you want to or not. No, he commanded them. He commanded them uh, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Who's he talking to? He's talking to believers. He's talking to people who had already been baptized into Christ. I mean, they was already born again. The Holy Ghost lived on the inside of them, but there was a baptism that they had not yet experienced. So he told them to go to Jerusalem, commanded them to stay there and wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It drops down uh, in verse 8. It says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The baptism of the Holy Ghost will give you a boldness that you do not have apart from Him. Amen. Trust me, I know. Acts chapter 2, run over there real quick. Verse 1 says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were with one accord, all with, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Remember he said he'll baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire? The Bible says cloven tongues as a fire fell upon them. I'm telling you, this was the baptism of fire. When he baptized them in the Holy Spirit, and the Bible says they all spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. There was 120 people in that upper room, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, was one of them. Did you know the people the Catholics many times prayed to was filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with tongues? And I'm telling you, this was, this, what we see right here, and I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to give you ten, th- ten reasons you are to speak in tongues. Ten, ten reasons why, uh, we are to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The, uh, actually, I'm going to give you, it could be, uh, it, first of all, the number one reason. How many knows the number one reason we're to be baptized in the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues? It's because Jesus commanded us to be. The number one reason is because Jesus said to be. Amen? 
He said for us to be uh, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit and baptized. Why? He didn't even want them leaving Jerusalem. He didn't want them going out and ministering and doing all that stuff till they got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will fit you for the service, fit you for it. And so the number one thing that we want to talk about, the number one was what we just said, but the number one in the ten things I'm going to talk about starts right here. Tongues is the initial sign. Tongues is the initial sign, and we just saw that. The initial sign was they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And listen, if you're not careful, sometimes if you're not careful, there are certain things in the Bible you'll just shut off because maybe you don't know much about it, because you ain't heard much about it, or somebody's told you it wasn't of God, it passed away, it was of the devil. I've heard all those sayings, tongues is of the devil. But listen, if tongues is of the devil, then the Holy Ghost must be a part of His kingdom too. Because the Bible didn't say it came from hell. The Bible says it came from heaven. Didn't y'all just read that? The devil's not sending anything out of heaven. He's not up there to send it out. So this came straight from God. This was a heavenly gift. It was a promise. It was a, it was a gift. The Bible says you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit as the, as, a, as God promised. Listen to me. Promises, uh, in the Word of God, there's, uh, there's thousands of promises in the Word of God that God's promised us. And this was one of the promises that He promised the church. This is unique to the church. They didn't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the Old Testament. This is unique to the church, the body of Christ. Since Jesus came. And so the reason we should, it was initial evidence that we got spoken tongues. Now listen, let me throw some things out here to help you a little bit. I got a lot of stuff to read. So, uh, of course, the first reason is that, uh, it, uh, the first reason people should speak with other tongues is this is a supernatural evidence of the Spirit's indwelling. This is a supernatural evidence of the Spirit's indwelling. And listen, you gotta understand, I've, I've, Listen, you don't, you don't have to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and speaking with other tongues to be saved. Because, listen, there's a lot of people who love God that they don't even believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost and they don't speak in tongues, but they're going to go to heaven if they, if they know Jesus and met Jesus. But Jesus said this, He said, I want you to have a power. I want you to have an anointing in you that's going to literally affect everything about your life. And, and, and the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the, I tell you what, the whole, baptism of the Holy Ghost changed my life. I'm telling you, but, uh, I, I was doing all right, but I was always kind of shy and stuff like this. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'd be able to, am I stuttering a little bit? I don't think I'd be able to get up in the pulpit if I wasn't baptized in the Holy Spirit because I was so quiet and shy. He gave me a boldness to uh, stand up and minister the Word of God. And uh, and then we see over in Acts chapter 10. Look at Acts chapter 10. We've already went through the uh, book of Acts last week on all the places that uh, uh, the people uh, were baptized in the Holy Ghost, but we want to go to here in verse 44 of Acts chapter 10, being the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues was a uh, of the fact of people being baptized in the Holy Ghost. It says, while Peter was still speaking these words, he was talking in Cornelius' house, which was a centurion. He was a Gentile. And Peter was still speaking these words. The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, which Cornelius had all his family in the house. And those of the circumcision, the, the Gentiles, who believed were astonished. Those of the circumcision, that was the Jews, uh, who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift 
of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few more days. I mean, these guys uh, were amazed. The Jews, here, here was the deal. This is how the Jews knew that the Gentiles had received the baptism in the Holy Spirit just like they had received it. It wasn't just for them. It was for all that would call upon the name of the Lord. Speaking in tongues was a supernatural sign which convinced the Gentiles, that convinced them that the Gentiles had the same gift as they had. And listen, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to our advantage. Remember when Jesus said us sending the Holy Spirit was to our advantage? Well, I'm telling you, baptizing the Holy, being baptized in the Holy Spirit is also to your advantage. It Listen, it connects you to the power of God. And so, listen, uh, they, when they begin to speak in other tongues, and li- listen, here's another deal. You can be baptized in the Holy Ghost before you're baptized in water. Weren't they? He said, shouldn't we baptize them in water since they've been baptized in the Holy Ghost? See, there's three baptisms we talk about a lot here. Baptized into Christ, that's when you're born again. Baptism into water and then baptism into the Holy Spirit. And so they're all available for every single one of us. And this is not isolated cases throughout the book of Acts. People filled with the Holy Ghost. Listen, I go, every church I go to, every church, place I go, it's a spirit-filled church. And most of the time when somebody asks, listen to this, most of the time if somebody asks you if you're spirit-filled, they're not asking if you're born again. They're asking you if you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues. That's what they're asking you. You say, well, we're spirit-filled. We're, we're a spirit-filled church. Well, let me tell you something. A spirit-filled church is a church that believes in the baptism of the Holy Ghost and with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You say, well, can you go if you don't speak in tongues? Yeah, you can come if you don't speak in tongues. But hopefully after a while, you'll want to. Huh? I mean, I got hungry for it. I got, I mean, I desired it majorly. So it's an initial evidence. And uh, I had somebody pray. I had, I was in Buffalo, Texas at the Upper Room Church. It was when Lloyd was at the Upper Room Church. And I was praying for people. And I had a guy come up to, was praying for people to baptize, be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And he said, I want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost without the tongues. <laughs> I said, they kind of go hand in hand. Go buy your pair of tennis shoes without the tongue. Huh? I'd like to buy a pair of tennis shoes, but I don't want that tongue in it. Well, the thing about it is they go hand in hand. It's the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's what convinced the Jews that they had received it just like they did. And even uh, Simon, the sorcerer, he offered them money to purchase that gift because he saw the evidence of what they had. Paul received the baptism in the Holy Spirit in chapter 9 when Ananias laid hands on him. It didn't say nothing about him praying in tongues at that point. But Paul told us in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he said, I thank my God I pray in tongues more than you all. I wonder when that happened. It was when Ananias laid his hands upon him. He received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And it's a, it's a supernatural language. It's something you didn't learn. It's something you don't have to, you don't have to study or nothing. It's just literally something that comes when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Reason number two. Tongues are for spiritual edification. We want to go over to, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians 14. So tongues is for spiritual edification. And verse four says this. He who speaks in a tongue, edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. 
So he who uh, uh, prophesies or speaks in another tongue edifies himself, which basically, listen to this. I wrote this down because I was reading a, a book with it said about the Greek scholars. Uh, it was in a, anybody ever read Kenneth Hagin's uh, book, the mini book called Why Tongues? And uh, it was in there, and he said, the Greek language scholars tell us that we have a word in our modern vernacular which is closer to the meaning of the original than the word uh, than the word edified. That word is charge. That word is charge. Instead of edified, it says charge. And it goes on to say, as used in connection with charging a battery. Therefore, we should paraphrase this verse. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies, charges, builds himself up like a battery. And I'm telling you, some people just need to be charged up. Listen, I found this out. If you got a cell phone, some people freak out when they run out of their battery starts going down. Have you got a charger? Do you have a charger? Do you have a charger? You got a charger? Y'all got a charger? Y'all got a charger in your car? My phone's about eight. Have you ever noticed it almost go into panic mode when they're charged, the battery's going out? Oh my God. It's, oh my God. I got 20%. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Well, you know what they do? They'll start looking for that charger. They'll go buy one. They'll borrow one. Whatever it is, they'll get that charger. But yet they think they can see the, 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 the charger of their spiritual life's going out and they ain't only look for the Bible or, or prayer or nothing like that. Listen to me. God wants you to be charged up and He said this is how you do it by praying in unknown tongues. It's not unknown to us. It's not unknown to God. It's a, a unknown to us maybe, but the thing about it is you've got to build, you've got to charge yourself up. Listen, if we're gonna, if we're gonna keep our phone charged up, we need to keep our spirits charged up. Somebody help me. Every night before I go to bed, my phone is char- plugged into the charger. Every night for this, this iPad is, is plugged into a charger. And when I get up in the morning, it's 100% charged, both phone and iPad. And I'm telling you, I need to do the same thing with my spirit. Huh? I need to charge you up. You say, I just feel, I'm feeling a little low today. Well, hook on to the charger. I said, hook on to the charger. Hook up to the charger. Come on now, how do you do it? Well, connect your tongue to your spirit. Huh? And you start praying in the Holy Ghost and you pray in the Holy Ghost. Next thing you know, you're being built up. You're being charged up. Praise God. So I'm telling you in verse two of that same verse says, he who speaks, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. So, you know, the thing about it is if you're, if you're wanting to figure out what you're saying, you're going to be in trouble. Now, I believe God can give us interpretations uh, even in our prayer life because He has done that for me before that I've been praying and God's shown me what I was praying about and, and such as that, but most of the time He don't. So God has given the church a divine supernatural means of communication with Himself. And uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 14, look over there if you will. This is a powerful chapter. You're to read the whole chapter. I'm not going to the whole chapter. He says, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. But it's not unfruitful to pray in the Holy Ghost. Now listen, we need to hear these things. We don't need to shut the door on this baptism in the Holy Spirit and say, well, that's all passed away. I've heard it all my life. But we're reading out of the Bible. We're not reading out of men's men's ideas. And it goes on to say, the Amplified says it like this, verse 14. I can find it. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. But my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. 
I'm telling you, this is not a mind thing. I said it's not a mind thing. Rusty Martin always says it's bypass surgery. It bypasses your mind to come straight out of your heart. Praise God, because some people can think, try to figure it all out, and then most of the time they're uh, trying to figure it out. They say, well, I, I don't understand it, so I'm just going to quit doing it. I've, I've, I've prayed for people before, and they got started praying in the Holy Ghost and just shut it off, quit, and just didn't do it no more. Why? Because the devil immediately said, that's just you. That's a bunch of gibberish. What are you doing that for? Well, they said, what did he like for all of us to think? I'm telling you something. I, 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 of course, I haven't questioned uh, since I've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. I know it wasn't me. People say it was of the devil. I served the devil. I was a pretty good servant of the devil for many years. I say for many, for uh, quite a few years. And the thing about it is I never, I never had that supernatural gift of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because I wasn't born again. Notice it says my spirit prays. And so by the Holy Ghost, when you're connected to the Holy Spirit, God is a spirit. When we pray in tongues, our spirit is in direct contact with God who is a spirit, we're talking to him by divine supernatural means. I'm telling you, this is a communication between you and God. God was so gracious to us, he said, here's what I want to do. I want to baptize you in the Holy Ghost so you can have a language that's directly connected to me. Nothing in between there can figure it out. Nothing in between there can understand it. Isn't that awesome? And when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're building yourself up, you're edifying yourself, you're charging your battery, you're charging your spirit, and the devil's scratching his head wondering what you're saying. Don't you like to confuse him? They look at each other, demons look at each other, what are they praying about? We have no idea until it manifests. But the devil can understand English. So when we're talking a lot of things, we give him access. But when we pray in the Holy Ghost, we're giving God access. The Holy Ghost access. The perfect plan of God. Number three, tongues remind us of the Spirit's indwelling presence. Tongues remind us of the Spirit's indwelling presence. Jesus said this in John. We, we, uh, we're going to go to John 6, John 6, 14, 16, just for the sake of this passage. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. I'll pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. And I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So the Bible teaches us that the Holy Ghost is going to be in you. And when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you got that communication in the Spirit. I'm telling you something. He's constantly making you aware. When, whenever, when I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, I know the Holy Ghost is there. I know he's with me. And listen, I pray in tongues every single day. I'm, I'm not exaggerating a bit. I pray in tongues every single day. I pray in tongues at night. I pray in tongues driving down the road. I pray in tongues walking in the supermarket. I pray in tongues even in Walmart. I pray in tongues where I'm at. And listen, off and on, I'm not saying continuously. I'm saying off and on throughout the whole day, I'm constantly praying in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because I keep that communication between me and God. Because I know there's things I don't know what to pray for, and I'll get in that just a second, but I'm here to tell you right now, if you are baptized in the Holy Ghost and if you do speak in tongues, you need to speak in tongues. Don't be like somebody said, I can, but I don't. Huh? It's like God giving you a gift and you're not using it. Have you ever gave somebody a gift and watched to see if they used it? 
I ain't never saw him wear that shirt I gave him. I guess they didn't like it. I ain't never smelt that cologne I gave him. And I walk up there and go, where's that cologne I gave you? Huh? See if I give you anything else. Huh? It's like the son-in-law bought his mother-in-law a burial plot for Christmas. And the next year, he didn't get her nothing. He asked, she said, well, I noticed you didn't get me nothing for Christmas. He said, you didn't use what I got you last year. That was cold, wasn't it? Well, I tell you what, God gives us a gift and we ought to use it. I said, we ought to use it. And if you don't have it, it's available. You can't walk out and say, well, it's for some and not for others. Let me tell you something. If God, if God gave it to me and didn't give it to you, he's a respecter of persons. But the Bible says it's to every single one of us. Huh? Howard Howard Carter, who was general supervisor of the Assemblies of God in Great Britain for many years and founder of the oldest Pentecostal Bible school in the world, pointed out that we must not forget that speaking with other tongues is not only the initial evidence of the Holy Spirit's infilling, but it is a continual experience for the rest of one's life. For what purpose? To assist us in the worship of God. Speaking in tongues is a flowing stream which should never dry up and will enrich the life spiritually. Continuing to pray and worship God in tongues helps us to be ever conscious of the indwelling presence. If we can be conscious of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit every day, it is bound to affect the way we live. It'll affect the way you live. I'm telling you, we need to constantly know God's with us and He's for us and He's on our side. And praying in tongues will assist in you knowing that. Plus, it's building you up. It's edifying you. It's charging your spirit. Man, the body needs to be charged up. We don't need to be just moping around. Huh? I mean, it was just uh, just not too long ago I got in my car and I hit... We Of course, we could push a button on our car and I put the button and it didn't do a dang thing. Ronnie char- jumped me off at his house. That's where it was. The next morning I get out there, go jump in that car, push the button, same thing. It didn't do a dang thing. You know what I started trying to do? Figure out what was wrong. But you know, in my lightning quick mind, I figured it had to be something to do with battery. And so I took that battery out, took it to Napa, went and bought me a brand new battery, paid a hundred and some odd dollars for that battery, put that sucker in there, hooked them battery cables up, and all of a sudden I pushed that button and guess what happened? Are you gonna, you ain't gonna believe what happened. You know what happened? It started. I didn't jump out and say, my God, it worked. Huh? People says, well, I've been, my, my battery's been a little, a little down on my, on my spirit lately. Well, you can charge it up, but you're gonna have to be the one that does it. Huh? And if you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, you can start praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues. And I tell you, all of a sudden, you get start get, getting edified. You start getting built up. You start getting charged. I want to stay charged. Don't you? Praise God. Power in you will be power coming out of you. If there's no power in you, there's no power coming out of you. Amen? You say, well, I've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. But listen, if you're not praying in the Holy Ghost, if you're not staying charged up, there ain't a whole lot of power flowing. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Number four, I'm going to try to get through this day, and it's already 12 o'clock, Lord Jesus. But we're not having services on Wednesday night. So I get that hour here. Just for this Wednesday, just for this Wednesday the 3rd. We're going to be all out of town. 
Praying in tongues, number four, praying in tongues is in line with God's perfect will. Praying in tongues is in line with God's perfect will. And we read this a while ago, and we're going to read it again in, in 1 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 14. Verse 14 says, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. And so the Amplified, of course, says, My spirit connected to the Holy Spirit prays. This isn't something the Holy Spirit does apart from us. These groanings come from inside us and escape our lips. The Holy Spirit isn't going to do our praying for us. He is sent to dwell in us as a helper and as an intercessor. That's what Jesus said He was. He was our helper and He was an intercessor. Amen. He isn't responsible for our prayer lives. He is sent to help us pray. Are you following me? He's sent to help us pray. So in Acts 8, looking, I mean Romans 8, I'm sorry. Romans 8. This should be a very interesting subject to every single one of us. Verse 26 says this, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Listen, He did not say we did not know how to pray. He says we have a weakness in not knowing how to pray or what to pray for at certain times in our lives. Because you praying in English only goes so far. Has anybody ever tried to spend an hour just praying in English? You can pray five minutes and then exhausted everything you know. So he said he helps in our weaknesses with groanings, and what it says in our uh, groanings which cannot be spoken in articulate speech or the speech which we uh, say and we understand in English. And he knows, uh, as it says in verse uh, 27, now he who searches the hearts knows that what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. When you're praying in the Holy Ghost and you're praying in tongues, you're praying in line with the will of God. You're praying the perfect will of God. So if you're praying the perfect will of God, guess what result you're going to get? The perfect will of God. And so when you start praying that and understand, and my weaknesses, I don't know exactly. There's been many times, I, how many ever been praying and say, I just don't know how to pray for them. I just don't know the situation. I don't know what's going on in their lives. I don't understand this, but I tell you what, God, you do. And Father, since you do, I'm just going to pray in the Holy Ghost for them. And guess what you're doing when you're praying for them in the Holy Ghost? The Bible says you're praying the perfect will of God for that situation in their lives. And I tell you what, that's the way I pray for a lot of people. I just say, Father, I don't know how to pray for them, but I just lift you, lift them up before you in the name of Jesus. And I just begin praying the Holy Ghost. Why? Because he's helping me in my weakness. My weakness is I don't know what to pray for them. I don't know what they're going through. But God does know that. The Holy Ghost does know that, know that. And when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, then you're praying the perfect will of God for that situation. And then, listen, you may never know what you was praying about. You may never know the situation, but you can know this. It's being effective. I said it's being effective. I never pray in the Holy Ghost without believing and knowing my prayers are accomplishing something in their lives. Amen. And so he helps us uh, uh, praying in line with the will of God. Number five, tongues, uh, praying in tongues stimulates faith. Praying in tongues stimulates faith in Jude. In the book of Jude, that's almost chapter 10. Did y'all find chapter 10 of Jude? 
There's only one chapter. Verse 20. You're always going to be kind and say, Pastor, you don't know what you're talking about. It says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amplified says uh, higher and higher like an edifice. It raises you up higher and higher like an edifice. Brother Hagin says this. He says, speaking in tongues helps us to learn how to trust God more fully. Speaking in tongues helps us to believe God for other things because it stimulates our faith. It don't cause faith to come. You can pray in tongues until you're blue in the face and it does not cause faith to come, but it stimulates the faith that is already on the inside of you because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And also, here's what it does. This is a verse, I'm not preaching on this. This is really not the deal. But the Bible says in verse 21, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Did you realize praying in the Holy Ghost will keep you walking in love? Because they weren't separated in verses. I'm telling he said, praying on the Holy Ghost, building yourself up and keep yourselves in the love of God. You are to pray in the Holy Ghost. When you feel like you just feel like you need to be a little bit mean and you want to say something ugly, you are to start praying in the Holy Ghost for a little while. Come on now. Probably people spend more time praying in the Holy Ghost if they did thought of it that way. Because sometimes you just want to get, you want to get ugly. And God wants you to look good. Huh? Come on now, praying in the Holy Ghost. I love praying in the Holy Ghost, just to be honest with you. I say, I love it. It helps me not to have to think a lot. Number six, praying in tongues is a means of keeping free from worldly contamination. First Corinthians, go back to First Corinthians. Speaking in tongues is a means of keeping free from worldly contamination. Fourteen twenty-eight of First Corinthians fourteen twenty-eight. It says, "But if there's no interpreter, let him keep silent in church and let him speak to himself and to God." He's talking about the order in church on messages of tongues and such as that. But he said, "Listen to me. You can you can speak to God and yourself." And when you think about that, because he's talking about in, a, in a, an assembly of a lot of people, he's talking about in fact. Wherever you might be, it don't matter where you are, if you're in a store, if you're in the middle of a lot of people and there's a lot of terrible talk, language, all kinds of stuff coming, you can just speak to yourself and God. You can be just sit there and just kind of under, under your breath. You say, can you pray in tongues under your breath? Listen, I can sit here and pray in tongues and you never hear me or know I'm doing it. Because I'm speaking to God and myself. And what it does, it puts a guard around you to help you keep that coming into your spirit, coming into your body, coming into your mind. Are you hearing me? This is, this is good advice today. It will help us keep ourselves in the will of God and the purpose of God. You can pray in tongues to prevent those worldly things from getting into your heart and affecting your life. There's some things, listen to me, there's some things you don't want to get in you, but you do want the Holy Ghost. Amen. You want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. I know I'm going through these quick, but this gives you something to think about. Number seven, praying in tongues enables us to pray for the unknown. For the unknown. See, the Holy Spirit who knows everything can pray through us for things which our natural minds knows nothing about. You may be praying for somebody in Africa. You, you don't know. Sometimes uh, uh, you just be praying for things and you really don't know why. Have you ever felt the urge to pray and you didn't know why? 
You didn't know why. You you couldn't. You're trying to figure out, does so-and-so need prayer or whatever? And you just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. Well, you're you're affecting something. You're praying for the things you know nothing about. And it's affecting that situation. And you may never know what you prayed about. But all of a sudden, you get a release on the inside of you like you accomplished what your purpose was doing. You're prayed just till you got that peace on the inside of you and you said, I know that I know something was accomplished and something was taken care of. Listen, it's important that we know these things and it's important that we don't shut the door on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and we don't make the uh, praying in tongues a, a less thing because it's a mighty thing in our lives. Number eight, praying in tongues gives us spiritual refreshing. Isaiah 28. Isaiah 28, verse 11 and 12. Isaiah 28, verse 11, 12. I'm just going to let uh, you done got it. For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. Next verse. To whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. But I'm telling you, there is refreshing to you and a rest that comes when you pray in the Holy Ghost. Have you ever been praying in the Holy Ghost? Next thing you know, peace just comes on you and a refreshing. You feel better. You feel stirred up. You feel like, praise God, I'm doing better now than I was 5, 10, 15 minutes ago. People says, well, I just don't have time to do all that. Listen to me. You have time to talk. Most people talk to themselves all the time. Most of the time, you ain't talking good about yourself. You know, you're your worst critic. But I'm telling you, you can just pray in the Holy Ghost and get a refreshing and, and, and it just, it invigorates you and it makes you feel better. Listen, I'm telling you from experience. I'm not sitting up here talking, uh, uh, uh as somebody that don't do this. I, I do it all the time. Why? Because I, 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 I look, I try, I, I went after it for so long and I know I had a mental, bra- bra- uh, mental block in there somewhere that stopped me from receiving. But when I got it, praise God, I never shut up. Up. And I still don't today. I still pray in the Holy Ghost. It's to our benefit. Number nine. Is that where we are? Number nine. Tongues for giving thanks. First Corinthians 14, 15. First Corinthians 14, 15. What is the conclusion? Then I will pray with the Spirit. I will also pray with understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. I will also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks since he does not understand what you say? For you indeed give thanks well, but the others not edify. So the Bible says you can give thanks in tongues and you do well. And you do well. You know, it's not like you want to sit at your, uh, uh, it's not like you want to go sit down to lunch and somebody said, would you mind praying over the meal? And you go, well, they wouldn't know when to say amen. Although he said you're doing good. And I, I tell you what, there's some places you eat, you ought to pray in tongues and give thanks. <laughs> or don't eat it. Huh? I remember going, I, I went into uh, uh, Chick-fil-A in the, the mall the other day. And, and uh, I was, uh, uh, Linda was in the mall somewhere and I was going to meet her there to eat. And I had got my food first. And like any gentleman, I went ahead and started eating before she got there. <laughs> because she was shopping, so I didn't know how long, you know, it'd be before I got her... And so I took, I had a cowboy hat on. I took my hat off and I prayed and, and blessed my food right there with me sitting there. And then I, I, I put it back on and I was eating as such as that. And this could, two ladies, older ladies walked up to me afterwards and they said, we have been watching everybody in this place and you're the only person besides us that blessed their food. <laughs> and she said, I just want you to know I appreciate that in you. 
And I think you came up about that time they were sitting there visiting with me. See, people notice when you give thanks. They notice when you give thanks. You're to always give thanks. But he said, if you give thanks in time, listen, I just thank God a lot of times. I'll just lift my hand and say, I thank you. And I just start praying in the Holy Ghost. You said, what are you doing? You're giving thanks. And you're doing well. I said, you're doing well. Sometimes I wish I just knew what I was saying to God. They said when they were speaking in, in the, the book of Acts, it says in chapter 2, it says they began to uh, speak in tongues and they heard them speaking of the wondrous things of God. Wondrous things of God. Number 10, speaking in tongues brings the tongue under subjection. Speaking in tongues brings the tongue under subjection. James 3.8, would you put that up there, uh, Teresa? James 3.8 says this. You're, you're quick. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now, you may not can tame your tongue, but the Holy Ghost can if you connect Him to it. He can tame the tongue. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking with other tongues empowers you to live life. Every time we pray in tongues, we we sensitize and fine-tune our spirits. We develop our spirits to dominate our minds and bodies. We process the plan of God for our lives and it becomes easier to recognize God's direction in our lives. As we pray in tongues, we're speaking time, we're spending time with the Holy Spirit and it becomes easier and easier for us to recognize His leading and His voice. I'm telling you, you'll become more sensitive to God. Verse, First uh, Corinthians 14, 14 says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays, but my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. The Century English Version says, For example, if I use an unknown language in my prayers, my spirit prays, but my mind is useless. And then uh, the New English Version says, If I pray in a different language, my spirit is praying, but my mind does nothing. I want to read something real quick. And I'm going to quit. This is, uh, this is here. Because I, I know I had to spend a lot of time on each one of those, but you definitely get an idea of it. This is a book by Trina Hankins on God's healing word. And inside of here, she talks about, y'all know Trina Hankins was, was uh, healed of an inoperable brain tumor. Uh, they were just going in to check it, and when they went in, it was gone. And uh, she's talking about it in this book. And uh, so she says this, the physical benefits of praying in tongues. The physical benefits of praying in tongues. And I may have to have Teresa help me to pronounce one of the couple of these words right here since she is a doctor. <laughs> she said, I speak it. She's the next best thing to a doctor. It says a brain specialist was interested in finding out if there was a relationship between the brain and praying in tongues. Remember it says your brain is useless, your mind is useless in praying in tongues. And so he was interested in finding out the relationship between the, uh, the brain and praying in tongues. He conducted research and several tests with some interesting results. These are the physical benefits he found of praying in tongues. When we pray in tongues, we actively stimulate the... That right there. What is it? Now, I know none of us know what that is, but that's what it is. Somebody's pointing to the brain right here. Well, y'all are smarter than me. It's about 20 minutes worth of long word. It's H-Y-P-O-T-H-A-L-A-M-U-S. 
hypothalamus. The part of the he said this is the part of the brain that is responsible for the pituitary gland and all and all target endocrine 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 glands endocrine okay I'm getting there endocrine glands now I read this book and I have no idea what they're talking about but it sounds good it says the total immune system the entire autonomic autonomic system y'all are sitting here it's important listen it's affecting your body your whole immune system it's affecting everything when you're praying in tongues everybody shout praying in tongues has some effect on my life and it goes on to say the we got several nurses in here by the way the production of brain hormones called endorphins i got that one down there's happy there's enough happy things in your body it says endorphins and Come on, girl, you're a doctor. No, no I don't know what that is. Income by this? I can speak in tongues right I'm here. I'm from this. In, in key felons. In key felons. They, they're, they're in you, so they must be good. It says, which are chemicals that the body produces and are 100 to 200 times more powerful than morphine. And you're releasing all that when you're praying in tongues. This, they did a test on this. They did a test on a brain. They did all this to see how it was affecting people's bodies, just their bodies. It says this means that when we pray in tongues, we are directly and indirectly stimulating a significant part of the body's central nervous system. This in turn causes the brain to release a large amount of hormones, increasing the body's immune system. Praying in tongues produces an effect similar to other physical activities like running and swimming. Wow. I'm going to pray in tongues. Y'all exercise. Y'all go run, swim. I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Hallelujah. You say, I've been exercising, so have I. And I'm releasing hormones in my body. Now listen to this. The spiritual benefits of praying in tongues. A most interesting study was made by Dr. Andrew Newberg at the University of Pennsylvania. He wanted to see what happens in the brain during the deepest moments of faith. Senior Pastor Jerry uh, Stoltzfos of Freedom Valley Worship Center allowed the medical team to set up a brain scan on himself and a church member to observe the brain activity during praying in English and then in other tongues. The results were very clear. Prayers in English activated the frontal lobe of the brain while prayers prayed in tongues had no effect at all on the thinking part of the brain. Isn't that what the Bible says? You're coming right out of your spirit. And it has no effect on your brain. Glory to God. So I'll tell you, this, this, is, this, is, this is powerful. It says, it's very clear, praying in English, the frontal lobe of the brain, while prayers, praying in tongues had no effect at all on the thinking part of the brain. This experiment was performed on Buddhist monks and Franciscan nuns. The difference was remarkable, revealing that during their meditation and prayers, there was much brain activity. This scientifically supports the Bible truth that when a believer speaks in an unknown tongue, it is their spirit that is praying. 
Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 14, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful, or your brain is useless, or it's doing nothing in that process. When you're praying in the Holy Ghost, it's bypassing your head. Coming right out of your spirit. Why? It is a direct line of communication between you and God. How many would like to have some of that? I tell you what, I got me some. In fact, in Ephesians 5, it says, be being filled. That means a continual. Be filled with, be not drunk with wine, which is dissipation or destruction, but be filled with the Holy Ghost, or the the, the regular uh, Greek says, uh, but be being filled. You know, we need to be being filled every single day. God wants us to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. And I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you, it changed, the being born again changed my life, but when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, it like it took it to another level. Lloyd Lane always said it's, it's the difference between a two-barrel and a four-barrel. You know, when we as kids, if you had a four-barrel in your car, it would go faster and run hotter than, than the two-barrel. Huh? You could turn that old breather cap over and go, you know, we learn those things as kids. But I tell you what, you can get be saved and praise God you're saved and all such as that, but you can get baptized in the Holy Ghost and you can have a language that will affect every part of your life. Amen. Father, we love you so much. And we thank you for graciously giving us a gift of praying in another tongue. You said we could be baptized. In fact, you said if any man asked, we could uh, ask you, then you just give us the Holy Ghost. So, Father, I pray for each and every one of us. I pray, I know it's your will for every, every single one of us to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, God, it only takes us desiring to be. It only takes us wanting to be. And, God, submitting ourselves to the purpose of God in our lives, submitting our tongues to the power of the Holy Ghost. So, Father, today, I just pray that you'll baptize each and every one of us. God, that we'll be being filled, that we'll be filled in Jesus' name, that we'll have that heavenly language.